Welcome to Thirsty for God. My name is Iram Rolo and I serve as the worship and music pastor at Shadescrest Baptist Church in Hoover, Alabama. I hope you're finding this podcast to be a helpful resource for your walk with the Lord during this Lent of 2022. If you remember, as I mentioned last week, in all circumstances, but especially in uncertain times, only in God are we able to find true stability for our lives because of His great faithfulness. With hope, we can freely cry out to God, remembering His steadfast love and daily mercies. In our society, it's very common to have contracts when we need a legally binding agreement. When we sign a contract with a person or with a company, what we are saying is, I will fulfill my part as long as you fulfill yours. When you don't live up to your promises, I no longer have to live up to mine. Contracts are often broken because the partners are unwilling or unable to be faithful to their terms. When we think of God, I like to have the picture of a covenant, not a contract. I say that because covenant is essentially a relationship. Our scripture reading for today reflects the covenant of love that God has with us, which defines our identity. It comes from Jeremiah 31 verses 3 and 4. I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have continued to extend faithful love to you. Again I will build you so that you will be rebuilt virgin Israel. You will take up your tambourines again and go out in joyful dancing. As you quiet your heart, reflect on how God loved you before you were born and how He will love you even after you die. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You belong to God who is from eternity to eternity. And life on earth is an opportunity for you to experience that love during a specific number of years. Being loved by God with this everlasting love is a very fundamental truth of your identity.
part of the challenge we have to accept God's love for us and let that be our identity happens because we import into a perfect God our experiences with imperfect people. Think about it. How many times do we get our view of God in part from authority figures in our life? That might be a parent, a grandparent, a boss, a church leader, or someone else. Sometimes the way they treated us, their expectations, and their relationship with us is imported to what God must be like, and it creates barriers in how we relate to Him. For instance, if your father was angry, you might see God as angry. If your parents, your pastor, or your boss were demanding and only showed you kindness when you earned it, then you might relate to God by your works rather than grace. If a trusted person abused or abandoned you, it can shade your view of God so you don't trust Him or you wonder if He will abandon or hurt you too. If your father never expressed affection toward you or you never felt secure in His love, then you can always be insecure in your view of how God must treat you and think of you. None of this has to be the case, but it can happen. It truly can. Unless we are intentional about recognizing how authority figures negatively influence our view of God, we cannot counter with biblical truth and think rightly about God. Scotty Smith, in his book, Objects of His Affection, says this, Undealt with wounds from the past can limit and distort our experience of God's love. Like a broken bone that was never set, a broken heart in time can throw everything out of whack and define how we walk or limp through life and the knowledge of God. It is as we learn the relationship between our sinfulness and our woundedness that we begin to understand how our hearts serve, as John said, as idle factories. We create substitutes for the love of God and the God of love. My brother, my sister, you are not what your past tells you, and you are not defined by what you do nor what you have. In my experience, I know on my mind that God loves me. I know that that's my most primal identity, and I know that I must choose it above and beyond any hesitations. But the reality is, there are moments when the truth seems to be not in control of my heart, and that might happen with you as well. Hesitations, strong emotions, self-rejection, and even self-hatred justifiably toss you about. But again, you are not what others, or even you, think about yourself. Many voices might ask for your attention. Perhaps a voice says, Prove that you are a good person. Another voice says, You better be ashamed of yourself. There is also a voice that says, Nobody really cares about you. And perhaps another that says, Be sure to become successful, popular, and powerful. Take time now to reflect on your identity as a person who is loved by God. You are not what you do. You are not what you have. You are a full member of the human family, having been known before you were conceived and molded in your mother's womb. 
In times when you feel bad about yourself, try to choose to remain true to the truth of who you really are. Listen to God's still, small voice that says, You are my beloved, my favor rests on you. That's the voice we need most of all to hear, to claim and reclaim our primal identity as a beloved daughter or son of a personal God. Thank you, Lord, for your unconditional love. Your love for me does not depend on what I do or say, on my looks or intelligence, on my success or popularity. I praise you, God, that your love for me existed even before I was born, and it will exist after I have died. Your love is not bound to any time-related events or circumstances. You continue to love me even when I fail. Yes, when I fail to cling to my true identity as your beloved, you still wait for me as a loving parent waits for the return of a lost child. You never give up loving me even when you are saddened by what I do. I now open my heart to receive the truth that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nothing already in existence and nothing still to come, nor any power, nor the heights, nor the depths, nor any created thing will be able to come between me and your love, known to me in Christ Jesus my Lord, in whose name I pray. Amen. I want to thank you for joining this podcast and thank Brenda Odom again for playing the piano for us. Holy Week will be here very soon. During that week at Shadescrest, we will have daily opportunities for worship. And today I want to highlight the contemplative worship experiences we will have on Holy Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's always at noon from 12 to 1 o'clock. They will be at your own pace, times of reflection. I want to invite you to come. Yes, come journey with Jesus as we walk together as his disciples. Invite other people to come and walk alongside you. And if you need more information, please go to our church website, shadescrest.org. That's shadescrest.org. And I'll be back next week for another episode of Thirsty for God. God bless you. 